All right, guys. Um, thank you again for tuning with us in our next episode of uh, Setting Our Thoughts Captive, where we look into different items, different things, different events, different topics, and we look at it with the lens of scripture. My name is Chitis. My name is Ditwan. And thank you for tuning with us again. Ditwan, man, this is episode number 22. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. It feels it feels like we just started it and we're already in episode 22. Um, we want to talk about something that is personal to us. That is, that is the source of everything that we talk about. And that is scripture. And we want to talk about how do we approach scripture? How do we read the scripture? So let's begin with this. Um, this one, how often... Are you in God's word? Um, I'm not in the Bible every single day. Um, um, but I'm in the Bible periodically throughout the week. So, um, and I, and that could be like multiple times within that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not something that I always do every, every single day. So I go through periods where, I'm reading it every single day, and then I go through periods where it's like, yeah, there's a gap. And I think, you know, there's the, there, it's twofold where it's like, like you should be in your Bible every day. But I think the balance too is, um, and you should approach it and have that discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think the other thing is, like not doing it to earn salvation mm-hmm. not doing it to earn favor right and also not doing it to make other people happy yeah um so so i don't know i just go through the, i go through these periods um when i do when i just do that but um or th- um reflect on that right but I, you know it's i think the the best way to approach it in terms of wanting to read it every single day is understanding what it is and it's food absolutely so man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god so the the word of god the truth of god is food for us and uh it's it's daily sustenance and so i think in terms of approaching it in that manner versus someone saying you need to read the bible every day yeah well why do i need to read the bible every day well that's you know that I would make an argument that that's the reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I've gone through periods where I've read the Bible because I know that's what other people want me to do, mm. or um, you know, just to uh, kind of in some ways earn favor with God. Mm. And so sometimes I I stop, you know, reading it every day for some of those reasons. Sometimes I just get lazy. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There have been times when I've read the Bible and I've looked at it as like a duty. You know what I'm saying? This is my duty to read the Bible. And I've looked at it, I've looked at it as like a task and and like a checklist, right? And and I've approached it in that manner. So I'm not going to lie if that that hasn't happened. Um, That has happened. That does happen. That's something that I do need to struggle with. And, and, and and I'll be honest with you, there are times when I, I'm not in the work. Uh, I wish I was every day as I would love to, but 
but then when I'm not, you know, I see the difference between when I'm not and when I am. Mm. But the approach yeah. when I am in the God's word, I want to read God's word is like you mentioned, it's a food, daily food. So so not only look at it as something that we do to on favor as a duty, but look at it as something that we need. Right? Like right. when I'm when I'm hungry and I need food, man, I'll go and find food. Right. Like I'll check my cupboards, I'll check freeze. I mean there are times where I've ate pretzel without any salt or cheese sauce because I was that starving, right? So when when you're when you're hungry and starving, you start to act desperately and you in desperate times will take you to desperate misery. So I, I, I wanna look at it God's word as that desperate thing for my life. Right. And when you look at it that way, you know, you'll approach it in a different manner. Right. Like have you have do. you ever uh have you ever gone to the store to get something to eat like you know, like the grocery store, but you go already hungry mm. isn't that like the worst time to go yeah because then you're like oh that sounds good that sounds good yep. you end up buying more than what you initially yeah. would have had you um that's when zebra cakes come into my <laughs> <laughs> come like into how did that pile. get in my cart <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of a sudden the whole pack of zebra cakes is in my car and i'm eating them but so, yeah so you bring all this up to say like so what is our topic today what are we going to topic talk about? today is how should we read the bible how should we approach God's word? Mm. And, and you know, based on our personal experience, and most importantly, based on what the scripture says, how do we approach God's word? Now, to begin with, uh, let's, let's give a little bit of foundation on why is God's word important. Uh, it's truth. It's truth, yeah. Um, it's like, like I said, it's bread. Mm-hmm. It's our spiritual food, right? Yep. And... It's it's God revealing Himself to us through His Word, yep. and so in order to know who our Lord and Savior is, we have to be in His Word. Yeah, and and in knowing who He is, we learn what His will is for mm. our life. Yeah, um, and we're able to, um, you know, do the will of God. Yeah, uh, but also through His Word, we are transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, more into the image of Christ because yeah. as we learn what his will is and we obey it, right. um, we display our love for him and become more like Christ. Yeah. yeah, one of the primary work that Holy Spirit does, again, check out our episodes of Holy Spirit, but one of the primary things that Holy Spirit does to a believer's life is he changes their heart, he transforms their heart, he renews their mind through God's word. And so if you're not in God's word, you're also missing out on the work of Holy Spirit in your life. Mm. So, said that, we've talked and, about what... And, and, yeah. and just really quick, uh, that just made me think of something Pastor Corey said. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, I mentioned doing the will of God, yeah, right? And, you know, there's certain things that we know that is the will of God, right? Mm. But it, that should not replace your intimate... Um, your intimacy with God, mm. meaning like you get so busy doing, doing, mm-hmm. doing, uh, you never spend time in, in prayer, but mm-hmm. also in time um, studying his word. His word. Mm-hmm. So um, I just felt like I needed to say that. Absolutely. And I think that the word was like, you know, don't let your activity replace your intimacy with God. Yeah. Right, so don't be so busy in life, and you know, I I think I think that's what I, let's let's transition there. Then I think oftentimes people don't approach the scripture, or they're not so much in God's word, and the excuse is busyness. I'm so busy, 
I've got this. I mean, and and, and the busy <laughs> and and hard work is good, right? I mean, so oftentimes we think that we fulfill our responsibility of husband, father, or whoever we are, or whatever role you're playing in your house, uh, because you're so busy fulfilling your responsibility of that thing, mm-hmm. and and in that sense, you're also depriving your spiritual life by not being in God's word. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we justify it by be, by saying that we're so busy doing all these activities. Yeah, and and so I know it like really ruffle my ruffles my feathers when I hear kids say they're so busy. Like <laughs> you are not busy. You got <laughs> school, maybe you got a couple chores, who knows. Yeah. You are not busy at all. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like just remembering that you know, studying God's word is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you see prayer as intimacy, talking with God. Uh, God speaking to you is through his scripture. Mm-hmm. And so studying God's word is also part of that intimate relationship with him. So when you say you're too busy um, and, you know, really what you mean, you're too busy to spend time with God. That's what that's what it is on the bottom line, right? And so that should not replace our intimacy with God for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how to approach God's word then. Mm. What comes to your mind when that question comes to you? Um, I think the three things come to my mind initial initially, like an overview of like approaching yeah. God's word um, or studying God's word. I think. Yeah. Uh, you should have like out of everything, you should have like these three pillars. Mm. Um, you want to read God's word. Mm. You want to interpret God's word mm. and you want to meditate on God's word. Mm. What about you? Uh, I got four. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna add an extra but pillar? I, think, okay. I think we can both talk on each because I think we are, we are both. Like, it's a diff- it's the same thing, but it's a different approach. Okay. So my thinking is like, you know, when you approach God's word, Approach it prayerfully, mm-hmm. approach it obediently, approach it consistently, and then approach it desperately. Those are the four words that I, I wrote mm-hmm. down. Like and and so why don't why don't I let you unpack your mm-hmm. three points? Okay. And then I'll I'll based on that I'll I'll unpack mine. All right. So obviously reading mm-hmm. is reading. Yeah. Right. So you want to read God's word. Um and uh, interpreting is more so getting into like once you read it, understanding it. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you can just read something right. and interpret right. it incorrectly, um, but in, interpretation applies a little bit more than just reading through mm-hmm. a, a book. Yeah. It, you know, so if you're going to interpret correctly, you need to know what's going yeah. on. You need to know what this know means. Know the context. Know the context, yeah. right? And I so think the, I think the difference word that I I like and on that particular one, don't just read it, study it. And I get that in mind because as a student, right, when there's an exam, like if I have an exam for chapter one, mm-hmm. I study that chapter one in a way that you know, if there is any question on that chapter one, I'm ready to answer. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when we just read God's word. Don't just read it, but study it in a way that you know you're ready. Yeah, but I, you know, when I when I mention reading, um, so like, if you ever, if you're ever looking to, like, read through the whole Bible, mm. like I th- I think there's there's just going to be points, you know, more or less when you don't 
necessarily always know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, not understand everything. Um, but I think the reason why I said read is just because that's initially the first thing you got to do if you're going to study God's word. You got to read it. Yeah. You know, and then interpretation implies digging a little bit deeper mm -hmm. um, and knowing what's going on so that you can accurately, um, um, for lack of better words, interpret. <laughs> yeah, interpret. And then meditating. Meditating is so you're not reading. You've either memorized scripture or mm -hmm. you've, you, you've taken a particular verse or something and you're just, you continuously are thinking it over, turning it over in your mind. Um, and I think that's, that's my way of approaching studying the Bible and, and like, and just like a, just a overview of yeah. my approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and there's some great I think I think you you have some great insights on that too. Like one thing that you mentioned, like right, you mentioned the difference in reading and studying or, or I think you said uh, what was the second one? Interpreting. Interpreting, right? So when you read the scripture you have to read it. I think I think there's a great benefit in reading the scripture and you may not understand everything, but what you'll see is you'll see the big picture of the scripture. You'll see how it ties to the center of what the uh, scripture is about that is Christ and then when you interpret it when you dig deeper you'll start to see the treasures that you start to see God revealing himself through the scripture through many stories through throughout the history mm -hmm. and there's there's benefits in both of that for sure and then it all comes into play when we meditate upon it ponder upon it and and you know I, I feel like the more we do this it's going to lead us towards intimacy with God. The more you meditate on God's word, it will lead you towards praying, talking to God, thanking him and praising him. That that's intimacy right there. Yeah, the Bible the Bible talks about meditating on the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And the analogy that it uses is the like a cow. Yeah. A cow chewing the grass and then spitting it out and then rechewing it and mm. then spitting it out and rechewing getting every nutrient out of it. Yeah. You know, I'm always amazed at uh, Bible teachers who could spend a whole sermon preaching on one verse. Yeah. You know, it's... It's staying on that verse, though. That it, on yeah, the, it just, exactly. here's the verse, yeah. and we're going to spend 45, an hour and a half, uh, learning about this one verse. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Martin Lloyd-Jones. He is like... He's like really He's like good at that. Shout words, out to Pastor Corey. He's like right. two words. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's spend an hour on that word, but. <laughs> right. So, and I think, and that's the thing is, like, because God's words are eternal yeah. and his thoughts are so higher, mm -hmm. um, meditating on God's word, how is it that you could read something one year? You know, just using this as an example, mm -hmm. reading something one year and coming back to it another year or another month. Mm -hmm. And then glean, still gleaming, yeah. or gleaning more from it. Absolutely. Um, even though you've read it before. Right. So, you know, when, when we talk about meditating on it, you won't ever be able to study God's Word in totality and get everything out of it that you could possibly mm -hmm. ever get uh, this side of heaven. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that whole, like for me, memorization helps me out meditating obviously but also helps me out sometimes like if i am struggling through temptation those verses that i have memorized the holy spirit brings it to my mind mm -hmm. and it automatically strengthens me through god's word 
Yeah, it's that's the same thing that Jesus did, right? Uh, I mean, and, and when he was tempted in the garden, and, and Satan was saying, "Do this," mm-hmm. and he combated Satan with Scripture. Yeah, and you know, I think that's the best way too. Like when we're not by our Bibles, or we we find ourselves in a certain situation where we're tempted to do something or say something or think something that we should not mm. and recalling what God's scripture says to, which is truth, right? Cause the temptation is you're tempted to sin, but the sin is based upon a lie. Mm. And so remembering and recalling the, the, the truth of God to combat that lie and that sin is, is often very helpful. We've seen it in, in the, in the life of Christ um, and it's something that we have to apply in a, um, a pattern Absolutely. that we need to follow in our own Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. And also, like, you know, like I think, I think Corey mentioned this past week, too, was if you're not intimate with God, like in your study, if you're not well aware of the knowledge of what God's word is or, or knowledge of who God is, then there are wolves. There are false teachers that will come and distract you away, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, this was one of the examples that was given to me in my small group was... People who are trained to find the difference between a counterfeit money and real money, they they have seen so much of what real money looks like. They are so well aware of what real money looks like. When they see a counterfeit money, they can automatically tell mm-hmm. it's a counterfeit. And I think we should be so well aware and alert of what the Bible teaches, what the Word of God teaches, that when we see false teaching, we can smell it from a distance. Right. We can smell the wolves. Yeah, I, I've heard the example of like a stick, using a stick. Like, so if you want to, if you want to know, so you, the comparison is like a straight stick and a crooked stick. Mm. And it's like, if you want to learn how to recognize crooked sticks, you only need to, you only need to study a straight stick. Mm. You don't go around studying all these crooked mm. sticks, just focus on the straight stick and then you will be able to recognize all the crooked sticks. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good one too. Absolutely. So, so Ditwans, um, reading, interpreting, and then meditating on it. So that's your approach to the scripture. Uh, the way I approach to the scripture first, uh, and, 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 and and this, I think we both have the same approach when it comes to the broad way, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole different personal approach. My personal approach is uh, first is prayerfully, um, understanding that this is God's word. It is God revealing himself to us through his word. And, and so when you approach it prayerfully, you depend upon him to teach you. You depend upon the Holy Spirit to teach you. And so, so, so you know, before I open God's word, uh, I have to ask God, like, God, Holy Spirit, I'm depending upon you. Show me what this means. Show me what the verse means. Um, second is obediently. Um, we know from the book of James that don't just be the hearer of the word, but be the doer of the word. So oftentimes I've read the scripture and you know I've just read it as a duty, right? And then I go from like, oh, I'm I'm done for today. Tomorrow I'm gonna go back and read it again. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where like the whole meditating and interpreting comes into play. If you really want to apply it, you want to know what the meaning is, right? Mm-hmm. If you really want to have have the uh, scripture renew your mind and transform your heart, you want to know what the scripture means, what the context means. And so all you will put all those efforts in, in doing all interpretation and meditating on it if you want to be the doer of the word. So I want to approach the God's word to be the doer, not just be the hearer. Mm, yeah. And uh, thirdly is be consistent in it. Mm. And I think it comes 
third and fourth kind of comes together. If you're desperate for a food, you'll be consistent in going and like, you know, opening your freeze and getting, making yourself a food. Mm-hmm. And the same way, looking at God's word to be something that I need and, 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 and understanding the essentiality of it in my spiritual life, that without it, I am depriving, I'm, I'm starving my spiritual life without uh, God's word. That will lead me to be consistent in approaching God's word. Yeah, I think like um, <clears throat> I think a lot of what you said is key in terms of your mentality. Mm. Um, you know, like how you approach God's word, um, and you know, so approaching it prayerfully, it, it's it, you know that's like that submission, right? Mm. Like understanding that unless God opens my eyes to see. I can read, I can do all I want to do with this book, but I won't get it. It's just like how, you know, you have people who are, who, who study the word, whether they are Christian or not, uh, but maybe specifically even those who are not Christians, mm. who actually study the Bible, they've read the Bible through, um, the whole way through, and they don't get it. Mm. Like, they can, they can cite certain yeah. parts of the Bible, but they just don't get it it's Mm -hmm. like the they're there but the light's not on yeah and so having that mentality understanding that uh, God is going to be the one to reveal himself to you Um, you know and and I think that's so important in terms of how we approach absolutely uh, studying God's word absolutely can I say something else more about like interpreting so like uh, in terms of interpretation there's like all these other things that I think that go with under it because like for me reading is just like it's reading you know uh but interpreting right so one of the things that i i say in terms of interpreting context is king Mm -hmm. for interpretation like if you don't understand the context of what you're reading and trying to understand and interpret you're going to arrive at all these different conclusions Mm -hmm. that may not actually be uh the you know, the intended purpose or the intended meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and I see this play out in so many different ways. Like, for example, some people will read the Bible and they will um, interpret Scripture in light of their experience. Mm-hmm. So something's happened in their life and because mm-hmm. it happened this way, this is now what the Scripture means. Mm-hmm. When actually, in actuality, it should be flipped. You mm-hmm. should always interpret your experience in light of Scripture. Absolutely. This is what Scripture says. So this is really how I should look at my mm-hmm. experience, not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, uh, you know, when we when we're talking about interpreting Scripture, um, what does the Scripture actually mean? Not what does the Scripture mean to you? Mm. You know, and we hear this a lot in Bible studies. Oh, what does this what does this mean to you? Um, and when you have that approach, you actually are approaching it superficially. Yeah. It's not really what it means. It's just, oh, what it means to me. Mm. And, and so if you when you approach interpreting the scripture, don't approach it with a superficial. And I think as Christians, we we do that. We don't do that on purpose a no. lot of times. It's yeah. just we're, we've grown up that way. We're used to it or um, we kind of just 
And we we approach it like it's not. We know it's God's word, but we kind of approach it like it's not God's word. Right. When we do right, that. It's right. just it's just superficial. It's like, oh, this is what it means to me. So if this is if the the verse that we're reading actually has a meaning, right? It actually has a meaning. Like Jesus walked on water. Like the meaning of it is Jesus walked on water. Mm-hmm. So then you well, this means to me. And no matter no matter the storms and trials in my life, Jesus will allow me to get out the boat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we sometimes approach Scripture that way, yeah. and it's superficial, and it doesn't mean that. Yeah, I mean there there is some value to understanding what the Scripture, how does it apply to us, right? But the primary should be what does the Scripture mean? What uh, like well, what does God want like? What was the context behind it? What did the original audience understood from it? And why was it written? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the primary thing. But there, there is some... Uh, and then after that, you start to find applications in your life through the scripture. But yeah. I think the approach that you mentioned that, that we need to be aware of is, is trying to find the application first before understanding the meaning of the scripture. Yeah, but I mean, like, even in terms of having an application, being able to pull an application out of scripture... The application still exists because that's what it means. It means, yeah. So the primary is the meaning. Right. So, but I think my point in saying that, what I just said is, um, the scripture doesn't change. So when you say this is what it means to me, I guess what I'm trying to note at is that's not what it means. Like, don't approach it like this yeah. is what it means to me. Approach yeah. it with this is what it says. Mm-hmm. And this is what it means if I never existed. Absolutely. So regardless of my own existence, the God's word doesn't change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I never existed, it's still going to mean the same thing. So when we approach it like this is what it means to me, you're now bringing it to the superficial level. Mm-hmm. And... You should never do that. The scripture will always mean what it means right now, a hundred years before right now, 200 years after right now. It's always going to mean the same thing. And therefore, the application that's in it will always be the application. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, I mean, we don't interpret the scripture putting our opinions in it, putting our experience in it but we let the context of the scripture interpret the scripture and then we let the scripture interpret the scripture instead of letting our own whatever experience skills agendas right and stuff ex- uh, interpret it yeah don't make sure. it say what you want it to mm-hmm. say let it say what it is saying yeah and and you just mentioned something that's huge right interpret scripture using scripture yeah so, like, you'll come across something, and this is why reading is good, right? Yeah. So, like, as you make your way through the Bible, like, you might come across something that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but then you'll get somewhere else in the Bible that actually explains something that you read prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, so, like, for example, you might be in Psalms, and in Psalms there are these... Um, what is it? Um, dang, I'm I'm the, the I'm blanking on the word, uh, not promises, but like covenant. No, 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 no. Like in terms of Jesus, 
um, prophecies. Mm. There's these prophecies that are alluded to in Psalms that doesn't really make sense. And you might think that it's David talking about himself, but he's mm. actually, it's actually referencing Jesus. Christ, yeah. You know, and there's other things in the Bible just like that too, where yeah. it's like you come across it like this doesn't really make sense, but yeah. then you get further on and then it explains itself. Mm-hmm. In a simple way, like, you know, there are sometimes, sometimes like the words like, like think about fear, the word fear, right? Mm-hmm. Now we may think of fear as something that is scary, but we have to look at other scriptures to see how does God, how does the scripture interpret this word? How has this word been used in other parts of the scripture so we may know the meaning? And that, that that's, that's, that's like, advanced interpreting of it mm-hmm. uh, to understand the meaning, to dig deeper. So again, like it all comes with the mentality, how desperately do we want God's word mm-hmm. and how essential it is in our life that if we really think it's essential, we want to know the true meaning behind it and we want to dig deeper and in, in meditating on it and interpreting it. Yeah. Sure. I think I'm a, I think I'm a ruffle some feathers too with this. Like, so again, like not making it say what you want to say, you know, there are some people who have these topics Uh, And there's nothing wrong with topical preaching, but some people have topics and then they try to find verses to fit those topics uh, that may not necessarily apply. Right. So a good an example of this would probably be like slaying your giants. Do you know where I'm going? (laughs) Oh, David? (laughs) Yes. Right. So you come to the story of David defeating Goliath, and now the stone, the smooth stone that struck him in the head is the stone represents courage, and the stone represents uh, lack of fear, and the stone represents trust. No, the stone was just a stone. Yeah. Right? And David was able to defeat Goliath because of Christ. Not because of stone. So, because think about it, like, how absurd it really is. Like, if you just, if you just really, if you look at it just from a normal standpoint, a giant is hit with one stone and he's struck dead Mm. from a slingshot. A giant. Yeah. So, we all know that there's something supernatural going on, right? But we say the supernatural is something else rather than God empowering mm. him. Yeah. It's almost self-entitling yourself. Right. Than really uh, seeing the power of, supernatural power of God in it. Right. And, and that's where I think we have felt is like, you know, we look at these scriptures and we make it about us. Right. Where the scripture is all about Christ. Exactly. And that's where I think like, we, that's where like a lot of, like, like you mentioned, that's the danger of topical preaching is oftentimes we have a topic and we use a scripture and we try to try to like we let our topics like our, our agenda in the topic we try to define it just backing with one or two scriptures whereas it should be opposite you look at the scripture you find the meaning and you exposit the scripture yeah yeah and and i think that's so key like you know in terms of uh interpreting like always you i think you always should be looking for christ mm. in the scriptures yeah you know just like i mentioned david if you if you look for christ in the in in that story versus you and your own problems i think you'll fare better interpreting the scripture 
you know, because just like you said, it's like when you when you look for you in the scriptures instead of Christ, um, you misinterpret or even worse, you can think that this scripture doesn't apply to you. Mm. So I don't see me in the scripture. So this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at the scripture is about God and it is God revealing himself to us. I think I think the approach will be different. Right. When we go with that approach instead of like really thinking and then like you know, we do benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it does transform our heart, renew our mind. There is applications there. But when you approach it with the mindset that this is about God and not about me, I think I think we will it will humble us into not falling into the prey of self entitlement. Yeah, I mean like when we talk about revealing ourselves in scripture god revealed who we are in scripture yeah sinners right (laughs) right wretched evil wicked people with deceitful hearts Mm. i mean what else is there for you to really you know (laughs) find out about yourself yeah you know like you said it's it's god revealing himself to us without his word we would not know who he is absolutely yeah, and I and you know, and one thing that too that like I said um, is you know the approach that you had the mentality mentality that you said when you approach with the Bible, um, and, and like that was like my last thing too is like seek God for understanding, mm. you know. So um, you know you have questions, read through the Bible. Uh, interpret scripture in light of what it says, not what you want it to say, uh, not what you think it says or uh, what I what I think it means. But, mm. you know, really find out what the context of so the culture, the time period, all these different things, even um, even like when you're in the New Testament, yeah. the Greek, sometimes the Greek words that are translated mean a little bit more than what they appear on the. You know, from the onset when you look at it. Mm. So like how you mentioned fear, um, you might come across that word fear or come across the word love. Mm. And when you actually study the word, it means something a little yeah. bit different. So so let's let's do this practically now. So like like you just mentioned and I want I want to talk to you. So so while you're reading the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Like what all resources do you go to? Like when thinking, I'm thinking about interpreting, when you think about meditating, what are the resources that you go in your practical life? And this can change in everyone's life. There's no certain right answer or certain right, like you have to do what we do. No, it's just, just we all have different approach. So what, what, what resources do you go to? What do you have? I use commentaries. Yeah. Um, what commentaries? I think, uh, so I use MacArthur. I use Matthew, Henry. Yeah. Um, I think those are pretty much my two. primary two. Okay. Um, and then I, you know, I, I listen to old sermons, mm. you know, so like that's, that's one of the things that I love about uh, people who don't do the topical preachings. Like, yes, there is a topic that's discussed, but like, I love when I can go to uh, preachers and search for a particular scripture. Mm. So I want to know about Romans one, yeah. right? And then I can go to their sermons that they preach mm-hmm. and look up Romans one, not necessarily by the, the name of the sermon, but more so by the scripture right. verse right. and then learn about that. Mm-hmm. So give a shout out to some of them. Martin Lloyd Jones. Like go. he's, he's a big <laughs> one. John MacArthur. Um, I mean the, the new Testament, right. Yeah. 
um, Mike Fabares. Um, those are those are my go tos. Yeah. Those are my go tos. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll listen to other ones, uh, but specifically if I'm studying something, it's so great to know like, oh, I know that John MacArthur preached on this. Let me go right. listen to a sermon on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, about you? Uh, so I, I do it two different ways. There, there, there is one that I do without commentary. Mm-hmm. I just open the Bible and I just read through a plan and I go through the chrono- I'm going through the chronological plan. That's just, I go through a couple of our youth here. And I, I use that time as just plainly reading God's word and letting the Holy Spirit teach me. Right, so that's one approach, and then I have I'm going through the New Testament where I go through the commentary. I'm digging deep, and so I've got uh, I've got Reformed Study Bible. I think is that what the name of it? I think it's uh, it's by R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. Here is commentary. I do have John MacArthur's commentary. Those two are my go-to's. I don't think you can go wrong from John MacArthur and the and R.C. Sproul. Well, R.C. Sproul with his infant baptism, but. But that's a different topic, but and then and then uh, like you mentioned, there we are so blessed with internet and resources where we can type and we can listen to some solid preachers. I think we talked about this few in one of the episodes too, right? When we talk about our favorite preachers, yeah. And uh, like I mentioned, don't listen to whack preachers. Right? There are so many great resources <laughs> out there that you can listen to, and I love I love listening to. Martin Lloyd, John MacArthur, like you mentioned, I like listening to David Platt. Uh, there, there's some guys that that really speak out to me. So, and I think I think the best way to find a preacher is is he preaching verse by verse in the scripture or not? And I'm not, I'm not like I'm also not a hater against topical. Uh, maybe I am, but but I I find it I find the most effective way to preach God's word is go verse by verse, passes by passes, because that is how you are going to be most faithful in remaining in the meaning of the text instead of going all over the place however you want to well right so it's like when you you know hopefully when you study like your bible you don't study based upon topics like you can like you can study on a topic but you know hopefully the majority of your your reading is actually trying to make your way through the bible yeah and you know when you know, in a small group, uh, that's why I love in small groups studying uh, a particular book, mm. because as you go through the book, you progress and you 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 see where it starts, what's going on. And like every time you meet together, you can always review and build upon yeah. the what, big picture, the big picture. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, for example, in First uh, Corinthians, you know, there Paul says you, you guys have every all the gifts within the church. However, there's division. Hmm. Uh, you, you know, you guys are separating. Then also there's worldly philosophy that's creeping in. Also, there's sexual immorality going on. A, a, a son is sleeping with his father's wife. So, I mean, and then we got uh, causing other other ones to stumble uh, based upon the freedom that they have in Christ. Like, mm-hmm. there's all these different themes that's touched on. And as you study through, you see how he builds upon rectifying different issues within the church um, and that are an issue for that that particular church. And so versus, you know, how do you open it up and then there's sexual immorality happening? Well, how did we even get to this point? Right. You know, so studying through the Bible, a book of the Bible, 
uh, helps with context to know what's actually going on. It helps with understanding different themes in the book and why he addresses certain issues. And then uh, I and I guess also to the solutions to the problems, like if they need rebuking or admonition or exhortation or just praise for what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that was well said. You know, you, you understand the context, you understand the historical context, you understand why God wrote it, wrote there, uh, why God inspired that word to be written, and then you stay in that meaning, yeah. and you don't you fall you don't fall into the danger of interpreting it your own way. And and that's why I have a, like I oftentimes mention this like, and I have a whole issue when when people begin their sentence by saying I feel like God. You know what I'm saying? That's when I'm like, oh man, like it doesn't matter what we feel like. Mm-hmm. God is who he is and he has revealed himself in the scripture and if we don't go to the scripture, you know, God is not, I mean, the Holy Spirit is not going to spiritually mature us in the knowledge of God if we're just being a couch potato. Yeah. And I just feel like too, um, with approaching the Bible, aren't you, you know, aren't you tired of not knowing what the Bible says? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you have like, different verses john three sixteen. but what about like the first part of john three yeah. and what about after john three sixteen? yeah even john three seventeen. yeah it's <laughs> like you know don't you want to know what it says right. as a whole right and like especially when you have conversations with unbelievers who will cite a verse that they pick out that initially hearing it it sounds like oh you know, it's like, oh, but if you <laughs> knew the context of where that verse sit, sits at, mm-hmm. then your response or your answer to their question, if they general, if they genuinely want to know the answer, you can actually help give them a more uh, full answer to their question because you know the context of where that sits versus just the verse. Absolutely. And, you know, the verse that comes to my mind is like, approach God's word like just like a newborn infant like it says in first Peter 2 too like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow into grow up into salvation so you may mature in your faith so don't just be content where you are in your spiritual life and we're going through the book of Philippians Paul is writing the book of Philippians in his end days and even there he is still striving and looking forward to growing in God's word, in maturing in his faith. So do not be content with your spiritual life. You have to have the desire. You have to you have to you have to seek God's word and you have to long for it like 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 a infant that desires for a spiritual male. Desire God's word. Yeah. I think we all know that um in our Christian walk, like we we know this. Like you're mm. never gonna put the word of God down. Like, at least not on purpose, right? Yeah. So even if you live to be 98 years old and you're a Christian, your intention is still going to be to study God's Word. Mm. Um, and so in light of that, you know, I just encourage you, if you're going to spend all these years in God's Word, how about approaching it with a way uh, that you will actually retain what you learn? Absolutely. And with the right type of attitude and right type of mindset as you approach. Remember, you're approaching God's word. 
that's all I got. That's I think that's all I got too. So guys, may this encourage you to open up your Bible and read it. Uh, not only read it, but interpret it, study it, meditate on it, and approach it with the mindset of prayerfully, obediently, consistently, desperately. Mm. All right. Thank you guys for tuning with us. See you guys next week. Peace.